Well, hello. Welcome back to Chariots for Hope Under the Hood. I am Michelle, and today we have a very special guest with us. Um, she has been an outrageous blessing to Chariots for Hope, but I'm just excited for you to get to know our friend, Cynthia. So welcome to Under the Hood, Cynthia. Thank you for having me, Michelle. Absolutely. So I will tell you out of the gate that Cynthia's story is one of restoration, just redemption. Um, oh my gosh. I'm just, it's just rich and so full of just, yeah, God, how God is working in and through her life and her children. Um, and I am just honored that our paths intersected at such a crucial time in her life and my life. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to dive in and get under the hood with our sweet friend, Cynthia. So again, welcome, Cynthia. Thank you. Um, let's talk about when I actually got to be graced by your presence. And we were just kind of chatting about that. And it's hard to believe, but Cynthia and I met back in 2014, um, and so I'll let Cynthia talk a little bit about how she and I met. And then if you would tell us a little bit, um, just about your, where you are, or where you were, and then how maybe you got there. So, yeah, absolutely. And just to begin, I just want to introduce myself. Mm. My name is Cynthia Goslin. I am an enrolled member of the Kickapoo tribe of Kansas. I am also Muscogee Creek from Oklahoma. Um, and I did. I met Michelle in 2014. Crazy. It doesn't even seem like it's been <laughs> that long, but it has definitely been a wonderful journey. Um, one of the things that I just wanted to touch on is my past. It, my Where I am today um, is completely separate to where I come from yes. and what has happened throughout my life. Um, in my past, I uh, used drugs, used alcohol um, as a coping mechanism. I had a lot of anger within me, uh, a lot of different traumas that I went through throughout my life. Um, it's different being Native American, being indigenous. There, it's like you live in two different worlds. So you have your culture and you have this other representation, but you're also walking in this other world where there are expectations and there are different things yes. that you have to navigate through. And um, it's no secret coming from an indigenous community, coming from a reservation, we do have our issues. A lot of those issues are alcohol. A lot of those issues are drugs. There's been a lot of generational trauma that um, Native Americans have experienced throughout centuries. There's a lot of trauma, unhealed trauma, um, that has a direct effect on People like myself, yes. my children, um, and generations to come as well. But getting to um, getting through my story, I numbed a lot of that pain. I numbed a lot of that frustration and those hurts that I had by using drugs and by drinking alcohol and 
um, engaging in risky behaviors and doing different things. I was not only addicted to those substances and those chemicals, I was also addicted to that lifestyle as well. It was something that I grew up with. It's something that I knew. I didn't know the other side to it. I thought everybody grew up that way. Wow. So then uh, making some really poor choices, <laughs> I, um, I, I made a really bad choice. And I went to prison. And when I was in jail... Um, I was released out on bond temporarily. And the place that I went to, the lady that I met, she was indigenous. She's Native American. She just loved me. <laughs> well, that, just, that's, that's, that's easy to do. Yes. She just loved, she loved on me. She loved me completely. She showed me something that I wasn't used to seeing from people and it just really started knocking down a lot of those bricks that I had mm -hmm. built up. I was a very hard person. I was a very angry person. And she just kept pushing and kept pushing um, and wanted to get to know me, wanted to know who I was. And it was through that experience that I kind of wondered, what else is there? Like, what else is going on in this world? Who is this person? Like, she don't even know me, but she cares about me. Like, how can you care about me so much? Mm. And she believed in Christ. She believed in God. And I had gone to church growing up every now and then, but it wasn't, I didn't feel what I felt in that moment. So kind of fast forwarding through that, there's a lot of blessings within that that happened. I wanted something different. I wanted change. I knew there had to be something different. I knew that the way I was living was not okay. I was pregnant when I went to prison. Um, I have three children biologically. Uh, my son was 10 years old. My daughter was six months old. And I just found out I was pregnant. So being sentenced to prison and walking into that, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know where my journey was going to lead me. Right. I'm from Kansas, so I'm in a completely different state. And I just walked through that journey and I, I surrendered myself. One, because I had to. <laughs> <laughs> and two, because... I knew there had to be something different, and I was willing to learn what that was. So I went through a lot of self-discovery. I went through a lot of healing. There was a lot of people, even in prison, that gave me opportunities that I've never experienced before. So good. And I just, I wanted to change. I didn't know what that was going to look like. I remember sitting in prison and looking outside the bars and thinking, I want, when I get out, I want to have this little apartment, this little car, and have my kids with me. And that's like all I want in the world is just to be happy with my kids. And to fast forward to where I am today, 
it's i'm it's, blown away wow <laughs> it is it is a blow it is a blow away moment and we'll get to that for sure so you spent how much time in prison how long were you there i spent two years locked okay. up and then i did some uh parole when i got out okay and then that's what led you to lydia house yes okay. yeah so and there's a story within that, but <laughs> I will condense it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so technically in the state of Nebraska, you are not supposed to be able to keep your children there unless you fit a certain criteria. Okay. I was outside of that criteria, but because I was going through all them self-betterment classes to try to do something different, the warden felt that I deserved a chance. So I got to keep my daughter with me. Wow. I didn't know where I was going to send her. Um, I knew at that time that my son was safe. And I knew at that time that my daughter was in a good position. But I had no idea where I was going to send my youngest. So she stayed with me. And I had to have some real conversations um, with with my family members, with people of my past, and I, you know, with myself as well. Am I going back to Kansas, or mm. am I going to do something different? And it was a it was definitely a journey and a process to make that decision. But I had peace about staying. I don't have any family in Nebraska. I don't have um, the support system that I know of yet. Sure. But I knew going back, it was just going to put me in that same position. And I, I was not willing to do that. So I wrote to several different places and the open door mission, Lydia house accepted me, even though, um, my charges and the situation that I was in, they were willing to accept me. So I walked in there. <laughs> I walked in there, my daughter and I, um, the only thing that we had, we didn't have anything, right? We walked in there and it was just what I was wearing, what my daughter was mm -hmm. wearing. I got a couple outfits from the nursery and we were there. That was that, that was, was our it. new and that's place. When the program, what was it, like 18 months? I mean, it was... How long was the program? Or was I it 12? I think the program that I was in was like six to nine months. Oh, six just to nine. Okay. Based on your progress, based on um, what you were doing. I got released August 1st, 2014. Okay. And then that's when you went there. Yep. And that's where Day one. our <laughs> intersections crossed. I was a volunteer and I was teaching a class there. And so I met Cynthia. I got to see her every single Friday. And she was such a joy um, to teach and encourage and love on. And so we became fast friends. Um, I was just drawn by your beautiful spirit. And I knew that, you know, God had really wrecked your heart, that you were in a position to really wanting to change. You knew you had a bigger purpose and a plan and boy, did he ever. <laughs> and I guess for me, Cynthia, I really want to talk about today and in the last few years, because when I tell you, like, God has fully restored her heart, her mind, her soul, and her spirit, like, it is all over her. I'm sure you can see it. I'm sure you can feel it. There's a peace on her. 
that I've never felt before. Um, it's so beautiful, Cynthia. Thank I you. just, I love your willingness to be open and your sharing and your vulnerability. So thank you. Absolutely. Um, we obviously met. And then she found out I was part of Chariots for Hope. Imagine that. And guess what? Remember she told you she didn't come with anything, right? Well, she didn't have a vehicle. And so Open Door Mission referred Cynthia to Chariots for Hope. Um, her blessing to this day is still super memorable. Um, wow, it was beautiful. So do you want to talk a little bit about that and how you got to Chariots and yeah. Yeah. What, the, what the car meant to you at yes, that time. Yes, absolutely. But just to kind of backtrack just a second, when I met Michelle, she just was beaming. <laughs> if you've met Michelle, you know her smile is contagious. Mm. Like it just, it's like a warm hug when she smiles and she greets you and says hello. So I just want to recognize that. You're just amazing. Thank you, Cynthia. Yeah, absolutely. So Chariots for Hope, um, I was, I worked on myself. I had a lot of debt that I had created from my past and um, was working on my debts, was working on different things, um, trying to maintain those positive relationships in the community, including Chariots for Hope. Mm -hmm. And I was just in a position where I needed a vehicle and I was referred from Open Door Mission Lydia House to Chariots for Hope. And I was blessed with an amazing van. <laughs> and the timing could not have been any more perfect. perfect. I um, was missing my son. Again, being from Kansas, my son was still in Kansas. And I really wanted to go see him. Like, I had been working and doing different things, and I would see him every now and then, but I really wanted to be able to go down there more often. So getting blessed <laughs> with this van, and I I just loved the van. Anytime anything would go wrong with it or it needed maintenance, I would always say, my baby's sick. Yes, yes. <laughs> And she's like, oh, no, which one? Yeah, and then it was like one of her babies. I'm yeah, like, Honda. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, was, it was a surprise to me. It was an absolute blessing. And that's not even all of it. Just being able to see my son more, being able to see my family, being able to have a new family as well within Chariots. Mm. When they say it's just not about the car, it's about friendships and family and relationships. They're, I mean, that's exactly what I got Amen. is a family. Even to this day, I have such a strong support system yeah. because of Chariots for Hope. Thank you, Cynthia. So share with somebody like after you got the vehicle, I know her story because it's because I've gotten I've been able to celebrate it with her. Um, but we talk a lot about self sufficiency and empowerment and all those things that transportation does for all the amazing people we serve. And Cynthia's story in particular, she went back to school. Um, this is a single mom of three, and she decides to go back to school. And also, like she mentioned, too, she talked about getting out of debt. Uh, wow, she worked really hard to do that. And I guess for me, to encourage other people, like, you can do it. You Absolutely. can go back to school and just talk a little bit about 
that, the purchase of your home, just all those beautiful things that unfolded once you were able to start working your way. Absolutely. Um, Going back to the story I was telling you earlier in my past and looking out when I was in prison and just thinking about having a small car, having an apartment, having my kids and just being happy. That's not what happened. I mean, it happened, but then so much more came from it. Like I couldn't, I never could imagine where I would be today. As Michelle was saying, I I worked on my debt. I worked um, really hard with one of their financial mm-hmm. advisors through at yes. the time to get my debt paid off, to get me in a position where I was aligning to buy my first home. And that was such an important day, not only for me, but for my kids as well, because growing up, I didn't have that stability. I went to several different elementary schools. I was moved from here and there. I didn't know if we were going to be evicted. So being able to provide stability for my children has always been a huge goal for me as a mom and as a person just to... um, for my kids to be kids and not have to worry about those adult type things at this time. And the house that I got, (laughs) I love it. It's perfect. It's everything and more. I have a huge backyard. I have, I mean, it's just, it's a blessing. You know, I, I love it. I love where I live and it's crazy because one of my friends encouraged me and was telling me about, this area um, that's tucked off in a corner mm-hmm. and that's like the city is basically on a grid system except for this one little nook. <laughs> and that's where I was. Yeah. That's where my house is. Your house is beautiful. It's so warm. <laughs> it's so inviting. She's got this cute little pool for her children. I mean, it really is. Yeah. it. Your fingerprints are all over that house. It's so beautiful. And it's yours. Yeah, it is. It's. <laughs> It's ours, and that's something that I never dreamed would be possible. Um, but it's reality. And, 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 and honestly, through that transition, I know we talk about you going back to school, which you can talk a little bit about, but Cynthia ended up going back and working community service. Uh, she went and worked back at Open Door, and she's been able to help at other organizations. And so just your heart to give back and encourage and love others along the way that may have had similar situations. is just incredible. Thank you. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that or yeah. how you got to school. Cause <laughs> this girl like seriously graduated <laughs> major degrees. Yeah. yeah. I, I went back to school. Um, so I, actually dropped out before I even got to high school. I never made it to high school. I got my GED and like, that's just where I thought my story ended with education. And again, I didn't think it was even possible. And I just, I was doing human services. I worked at Open Door Mission. I worked at a few other nonprofit organizations Mm -hmm. in the community. And I did. I really just had, I wanted to give back. I wanted to walk with people through their journey. 
um, going through the different things. I think people think they're alone mm-hmm. and they're not. There's a lot of other people out here that are willing to support them and to be there for them, um, to love them until they can love themselves. And that's something that I was just really passionate about is giving back to the community and being there for people. So I, um, I went back to school and I graduated, uh, with honors. So I have my degree, my human service degree, uh, chemical dependency counseling. So I am a provisionally licensed drug and alcohol counselor. (laughs) (laughs) I also have my, um, my degree in helping people as well. Uh, in one of my positions, I was working with the native community and, um, really trying to combat sex trafficking in Mm. Indian country Yes, and uh, a certified advocate as I was going through that as well. So, well, let's talk about that because I hear you were all over. Obviously we know transportation was a huge piece for that. Um, And having your car through chariots, tell me how long your baby lasted. Oh my goodness. It's probably still going. (laughs) It's probably still going. Um, so I, I, cause I'm telling you when she's talking the scope of what she's traveled, like back to family, the different, I mean, tribes and things that you have visited along the way and nonprofit. I mean, you can't do that without transportation. No trips. So it's three hours one way to get to Topeka, Kansas. And I traveled that almost every weekend after I got the vehicle, I would go down there and then we'd run around and see my family. And then I would drive back like, when I tell you that was my baby, mm. it, it truly was my baby. I do have a different vehicle now. Yes. Um, Which is what we, we gear towards, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. But I'm sure that van is still going. <laughs> it was a solid van. Yes. I should have kept it. It was so cool, too, because Cynthia's donors of the vehicle were actually at her blessing. That was such a beautiful touch. And yeah, that was I so still good. keep in contact with them, too. Do you really? Yes, I do. That is super yes. cool. I did not know that nugget. Yes. Um, okay. So let's talk about a little bit more about chariots and just the community. And I guess for me, and that just your heart to serve, you have such a servant's heart um, and your heart for the tribes that you serve. I mean, there's just, there's so much depth um, and richness to your heart and um, what you do for our community. I just get to see it within chariots because you give yourself your time and your talents uh, to us. And so over the years, Cynthia has donated her time to volunteer, um, but she has brought her children to multiple chariots events. Is that right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and now we get to celebrate because she's on our advisory board. So she is now pouring in at a higher level to chariots for hope. And that is huge. Um, coming from such a incredible woman as Cynthia. So just thank you for all that you do for chariots. But if you want to share with our audience a little bit more about when we say it's way beyond the car, um, that might be a good little piece to touch on. Absolutely. 
Well, I think um, if anybody knows me, they know that there's usually another person with me. (laughs) (laughs) And her name is Destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Many of you probably know who that is and who I'm talking about. She has been such an important piece of my life. Um, I just celebrated a birthday and she put a post on there and she put like 76 pictures (laughs) of us over the years. And honestly, um, our relationship started with chariots for hope. Michelle has been a very important part of my journey. Um, She touched a little bit about what she does at Open Door and being a volunteer, but she's so much more than that. She's been a role model. She's been a mentor to me and to several other people in the community. And you just get hope. You see, when you say chariots for hope, it's perfect because you feel that hope and that continued, you just get that continued guidance and that continued friendship um, with chariots for hope. Destiny has walked with me um, through my journey. We have been through funerals together. We have been, I've seen breakups. you know, going to court together, trying to restore our lives, trying to build something different, trying to encourage each other as sisters, as friends, and as a family. And when I see people get blessed with these vehicles, even to this day, I just get chills because I know their life is going to change. I know they have a support system that is always, always there for them, always willing to pick up the phone or to text them or to meet them somewhere when they're struggling, maybe with sobriety, maybe they're struggling with their family, maybe they're just struggling financially, whatever is going on, or maybe they just want to be celebrated or celebrate something. Chariots for Hope has always been that for me. And that's priceless. It is. I have um, several amazing relationships that came from Chariots for Hope. And just meeting this community, it's been continued. And it will continue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not going anywhere. Surprise! (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that you shared the richness of the relationship of you and Destiny because the two of you have encouraged and inspired me along the way. Um, It has been a lot, and it's a lot of valleys, but there's also a lot of hills and victories that we've all been able to celebrate together, and it is a sisterhood, it is a bond, it is way much more than the car. Yes. Um, But how... God just beautifully wove us together. Um, And I think for me, looking at your journey, Cynthia, it's just there's so many women that that think that they can't do it or that there's circumstances from their past that can't 
get them forward or if it's something from a cultural standpoint that they think they can't get out of your story is just so um it's just encouraging and it does give hope that it is possible um i want to touch on before we finish and before we close what you're doing now and how you are working as a tribal liaison um i can't even begin to tell you it is so beautiful because she's able her daughters are involved and the company she works for allows it and she is touching so many lives within different tribes and so if you want to just tell a little bit about that yeah absolutely so being native american being indigenous it's like i said walking in two different worlds you maintain your respectfulness your cultural piece of it and then also um upholding this other piece of it being an indigenous woman working for a company that um enables me to be a part of both of those worlds and to bring them worlds together is has been a blessing for me to be able to do that talking with my supervisor in the very beginning um I go to different tribal events I go to different um like powwows in the community and one thing that I had said is it's important for my children to be a part of that my daughter is a jingle dress dancer my other daughter is a fancy shaw dancer I am a jingle dress dancer those are things that I hold very sacred to me and to our family so if I'm going to represent that if I'm going to be a part of that I have to come as I am and I have to not only represent the company that I'm with, but also myself as well, and to have respect for my culture and for my people as well, and to be there to support them and to be there to um, help them in whatever way that they they need help with. Um, and to be able to be there with my children has definitely been a blessing yeah. To watch oh, them my dance. Gosh. Oh my gosh, <laughs> to watch them dance is incredible. It is absolutely beautiful. If you've never seen it, I highly encourage you to check it out on YouTube or something. <laughs> but um yeah, I I just I tell you all the time how proud I am. I probably tell her that way too much, but <laughs> um is there anything else that you can think of you want to touch on or it's one thing that I have to say as an encouragement for um, everyone that thinks that they're alone or thinks that they can't make it, you can absolutely make it. You can absolutely do something different. Don't be defined by your past and what has happened. Mm. Take that next best step. There are people out here to willing to support you, willing to walk with you. I know Chariots for Hope is absolutely a good place to start if you don't know where to start you don't know where to go look them up look them up on facebook reach out to them uh, you can reach out to me as well i'm here to support you um our chariots for hope family is here yes, to support you sure. uh, even if you don't need a vehicle let's say you're fine with a vehicle right now uh just that family interaction um the community if you're struggling with sobriety, if you're struggling just not knowing where you fit, 
come check us out. Come see what's going on. There's several events that are happening in the community. Um, if that's not something that you need help with, just come support. Come yeah. support us. Come support Chariots for Hope and what they're doing. If you have a vehicle you want to donate, yes. there's somebody out there that <laughs> yes. needs that vehicle. So if you feel moved to do that, please just just act on it. Just do it. <laughs> just, just do it. Just Be a what part you of said. It. Yeah, just what you said. <laughs> Come join us. Oh, well, thank you, Cynthia, for sharing your heart, just sharing what Chariots has been for you. But wow, just celebrating this amazing single mom. She's crushing it, y'all. She really is crushing it. So thank you for tuning in to Under the Hood. I uh, look forward to sharing another amazing story just like our sweet friend, Cynthia. Love you, Cynthia. Love you too. Thank you. Thanks for checking out the Chariots for Hope Under the Hood podcast. If you are inspired by this story and would like to know ways that you can make an impact in the lives of those trying to overcome transportation barriers, we can't encourage you enough to check out our website at chariotsforhope.org or follow us on social media for daily updates. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.